Hello and welcome to the Chairman's Lounge. You know that feeling, you're in trouble. The Minister for Social Services has set up a computer-generated scheme to recover debt from people who didn't actually owe money, and you're one of them. Uh, You look around for some help, but there's no one to help you. Well, that's not a problem when you are a member of this place, the Chairman's Lounge. You have mates up the yin-yang. So if you're alone and life is getting you down, just get yourself some money, get yourself some power, and pull up a breast and feast on the nipple of the Chairman's Lounge. Well, hello, uh, Daniel James. Chairman Justin, how are you? Sorry, I'm just getting this last bit of fairy penguin out of my, um, <laughs> out of my teeth. <laughs> I had, uh, yeah, previously I had They're good this season. Yeah, they are good this season. You don't have to go that far from them. This is a Sakilda one. And, uh, you know, I had Emperor Penguin, well, it was probably about a couple of months ago, too mm. rich for my liking. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I had a whole baked Emperor Penguin. It was just too much. Gamey. Yeah, very, very gamey. Gamey, pen- gamey Penguin. Whereas these things, they stay, they've got a bit of the methamphetamine about them. Gee, I look, a bit of a high. I look around this uh, particular yeah. chairman's lounge. Oh, yes. And mm. uh, I've got to say, uh, it's this is gorgeous. Uh, please, Justin, where, where are Justin, we? Justin, welcome to the chairman's lounge. Two Churches Winery in South Australia's famous Barossa Valley, Hawthorne East. <laughs> <laughs> two Churches Winery. Yeah. Now uh, famous, Two Churches Winery. Very famous because, I don't know, uh, shall we talk about the four corners from, mm. from the other day and what fell out of that particular episode? Please, please, please. Well, um, it turns out that um, Four Corners worked out that uh, having two major monolithic supermarket change isn't really good for uh, for Australian consumers. Not good for Australian farmers. No. And as it turns out, pretty much not good for anyone in between those two either. And um, as a result, uh, Four Corners does what Four Corners does, and that's basically changed society one program at a time. And they interviewed uh, the CEO of Coles, uh, uh, Leah Wickett, who I saw on Twitter was referred to as uh, resting Coles face. <laughs> and Brad Baducci, who it turns out a couple of days after um, Four Corners Ed has retired. I would, I would suggest to you that he's retired hurt, but um, he is no longer the CEO of Woolworths. It's, a, it's an extraordinary uh, one show and, uh, and all of a sudden, I mean, it's a little bit like the John Hewson thing, you know, one interview, uh, you yes. know. We'll see at his soberest. You know, you fuck one goat uh, and, uh, <laughs> and then forever you're, you're in trouble. So, yeah, Brad Banducci sat down, uh, the Woolworths CEO, and, look, I was just starting to warm to Brad, to be frank. You know, he's, he's a battler. He, he, just he a won guy me, like he, trying to get through in a crazy world. He won me over when he put out a full-page spread in, uh, I think... The, the daily newspapers. I don't know what the message was. I didn't see that. No, no. What I did see was Why would you? He, he 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 simply signed off as Brad. And I thought, mm-hmm. Brad, you and not you and I are now mates because we're first name. <laughs> he sits down at a, a national interview, probably the most. Well, it was, <laughs> and as it turned out, the most important of his life. And instead of talking seriously about people getting rooted right up the bum by the two major chains. He wears a little badge that says, "Brad." Brad. Yeah, he's, 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 Brad. he's a guy. He's just a guy. Well, I mean, oh, you've got your you've got yours on, Justin. <laughs> I've got mine on, Daniel. 
I do. But here's the problem for me is that, and we be, we go through this, you know, we went through it with Qantas, is we think that we just sort of cut the head off. Yeah. And then everything's going to be tickety-boo. Yeah, it's not as simple as that. Unfortunately, Australians are geared for that. Is when we see the head go, we just think everything's oh, going to be all right Problem again. solved. It just does not happen that way. Yeah, we have a great propensity in this country to create uh, businesses that run fucking riot all over us. Yep. So uh, see banks, see supermarkets, see the media, see hardware stores, see what good stores. We, we love big chains where you don't have to think about actually going in. You know, if you go to a, a Bunnings in Port Melbourne and a Bunnings in Melbourneong, you pretty much know where you're going to go to get the... You'll get a pair of pliers for $2.69. Yeah, and yeah. if and if and if you find a price that is um, higher, uh, we'll discount we'll, it by ten percent. We'll match it for you. Yeah, yeah. 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 See, we're so, we're programmed. <laughs> we are the same things happening happening with the pharmacy industry now with all these chemist warehouses going yeah. around the place. We love chain stores, and we don't we we don't know that we don't like competition, but we don't like competition. Yeah, but, but that's okay if there's something in it for us. Like if we get something yeah. out of it. Like if if for example you like a chemist warehouse and you're getting and then you're not getting uh, you know you're it's getting not, your it's ointment, not, ointment at you know, a cheaper rate. Everything's everything's working out all right, and then you know hopefully there will be another chemistry warehouse, the kind of place that will come up and provide that competition. But my thing is this: is the behind these guys behind the Brads of this world is a board that was as happy as a clam mm-hmm. with what he was doing before. Mm-hmm. Behind uh, behind Qantas, Qantas was a board that were as happy as clam. They until there was public pressure, everything was absolutely tickety boo. And, and then when the loot we lose the head, Australians just go, "No, everything's great again." Well, it's not great because the board's still there. And that's where good old Four Corners comes in. It just keeps coming in, uh, shining the light on things, resulting in uh, rural commissions, state governments being brought down, war heroes being brought down, um, uh, uncovered a whole bunch and range of things during its time. And I would suggest that probably at least once or twice a series, they 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 bring they uncovered stuff like this that fundamentally reshapes the way we start to think about these things and the thing that is, I guess, worrisome for, uh, I guess, supermarket uh, Coles and Woolworths shareholders is that the opposition are on it now as well. So is the government. And we're purging them and putting them all in the same bucket in terms of, all right, we need to do something about the supermarkets if yeah. we could do something about yeah. the cost of yeah. living crisis. So watch this space. I'm, I'm sure that uh, there is more that will uh, unfold in the days and weeks ahead. But let's hear it for Brad. Just one little... All the best to you, Brad. Uh, this is... Uh, Braddles. You, I like to call him Braddles. The uh, two churches, uh, how... Have they opened the two churches, Shiraz, for you? Uh, so, I mean, they, they have. It's not a bad drop. The wine is being promoted as a tale from the Barotha Valley, <laughs> telling the story of two Lutheran priests with rival churches bonding over the quality of the region's grapes. But there's a problem with that story, isn't there? Yeah, well, there's not many grapes in East uh, Hawthorne, as it turns out. And it's actually a Coles-owned bottle of wine. Yeah. And it says nowhere on the bottle that this is owned by Coles. You would think it was just a funky little winery somewhere in the Barossa. But alas, no, it's owned by a multi-fucking-huge freaking business that uh, is looking to corner the wine market like it's cornered so many other markets. 
So, uh, but it's, uh, I must say, the vineyard is, uh, is lovely. We've it's nice here, like, though, isn't it? We've got the, uh, those you've got the, uh, Hawthorne you've got the, vines. Yeah, you've got, the, you've got the, the Monash Freeway just over here. Yeah, gorgeous. Which is great. It's great for the tenoir. Uh, uh, barrels with, with nothing in them. Yes, uh, A tasting section with the acoustic duo playing, which I always love at a tasting uh, yeah. session. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm out of here if they start playing Wonderwall. <laughs> So get ready for it, uh, boat people, uh, illegals, uh, asylum seekers, aliens, a- aliens. Oh, nice one, nice choice. Illegal aliens, illegal aliens that are that are coming to our our shores to take our women and enslave our children, and uh, and and uh, take over our supermarkets. The uh, yeah, those uh, those dreaded boat people. This one's going to be huge, isn't it? When's the election due? It's got to be done by September of next year is the next election. And as the boat people start to arrive again, as the boats, rather, let's not uh, disrespect the people, as the boats are starting to arrive, you've got the spinners in the Labor camp that are saying what in Anthony Albanese's ear? They're saying, this one could lose you. Yeah, I mean, this could actually Labor, Labor has uh, a lot of PTSD when it comes down to uh, border issues and border protection and what the media has largely labelled boat people. It all stems back to 2001, of course, and the Tampa crisis, which, if you recall, happened not that long after uh, 9-11. And it was when the Western world discovered that it really was scared of brown people. And so brown people coming here by boat was something that uh, John Howard at the time really capitalised on politically. Um, There was always, in times of crisis like that, there's always, the electorate always looks to the government and the government usually gets a boost from that. Uh, we, we saw it during COVID, we saw it during uh, um, various natural disasters, but we certainly saw it at that time. And to capitalise on that, um, uh, John Howard wouldn't let a boat called uh, the Tampa dock in Australia because it had boat people on it who were then being, then started being described as illegal, unauthorised, and all sort of that jazz. And what they did was basically break maritime law because the, the, the boat itself was in distress and needed to go to the nearest safe harbour. But instead of that, um, Howard and Howard's cabinet sent the um, SAS out with very famous pictures of the SAS, you know, heading out towards uh, Tampa. That was 24 years ago. And ever since then, uh, the, the idea of uh, boat protection... Uh, sorry, border protection, uh, boat arrivals... Um, illegal aliens, um, illegal asylum seekers, has been a central narrative through Australian politics. Yeah, yeah. One that the coalition um, uh, capitalise on and one that uh, the ALP is scared of. And what it basically leads to is that they both try and outstrong each other when it comes to these issues. And so it was actually Kevin Rudd that came up with the idea that if you come here by but you will never settle in Australia ever. Yeah. And that's where things like Nauru came in, came in the board. That's where the latest people, uh, the 40 arrivals that uh, arrived uh, in the past couple of weeks, they've been flying straight to Nauru. They're not going to settle here because Operation Sovereign Borders, which was established under uh, our mate Scott Morrison, is still ostensibly the same operational plan yep. that it is yep. these days. But the politics of it... Um, ever changes and so what where we are now is that we have peter dutton um james patterson and uh, uh others within the coalition basically 
telling the community that our borders are under attack. You can't trust the ALP when it comes to border protection and, and national security. And instead of trying to strong um, an argument back with the coalition, what the ALP are doing now, which is, um, I think, slightly clever, and saying, listen, there are, there are senior officials in, uh, border, in the border force that are telling us that we shouldn't be politicising issues of border security and national security. And so Peter Dutton going around and uh, you know, yelling his head off about this is actually uh, in itself affecting our border security because it's sending a message to the people smugglers. Well, he's, uh, as I mentioned, uh, people are in Anthony Albanese's ear saying, hey, listen, mate, this can lose you the election. And we, look, the, the, the election, the election that they've both got on their mind is the immediate one, and that's Dunkley. Yeah, Dun- absolutely. But there are, there are people in the ear of uh, um, Peter Dutton saying... This can win you the election, baby. This is the one. This is what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for some fear, and here's a little bit of fear. And doesn't that just show you how shit Australian politics is? Oh, yeah, and has been for a very, very Very long long time. time. Very, very very long long time. And the chances of it coming back. There's a full-page ad in some of the newspapers today. Uh, What are your favourite groups? Uh, A crew you really like, almost as much as you like Oasis. And Wonderwall is this crew. Oh, yeah, I was always a blue man myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, there comes... Hang on. Excuse me. Boy. Yep. Can you just come... Yep. I've just got to read this out. Could you put some menacing music over the speakers here Ooh, so nice. yeah. I can get some more effect for the people at home? Yeah. Thank you. Mouthy little prick, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... You know where they get them from? In the lounge. The lounge used to be great. We never had anyone like that in the lounge I a couple thought, of years I ago. Thought the, I thought the people of Barossa Valley had more class than that. Um, so there's a, um, if you haven't noticed it, because people don't buy newspapers anymore, like uh, hard newspapers, there is a full page advertisement from a mob, which you have to look very, very closely um, at the bottom. You have to get your magnifying glass out to find out that it's from Advanced Australia Limited, Level 4, 15 Mall Street, Canberra, 2601. Yeah. Um, and it's aimed at uh, the people of Dunkley, who are coming, who are able to vote now as we sit here in the Barossa Valley. Um, and the, 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 the advertisement reads as, as such. So, yeah, but, but, uh, yep. Music's good. Good doing it. Music's okay. Good. Thank good. you for good. that. Thank you for that. Uh, rapists, pedophiles, and murderers. Elbow, you unlock the doors of the immigration detention at least 149 criminals. You paid lawyers to argue for their release. There are 40 in Victoria. Tell us, Prime Minister. How many in Dunkley? We demand you tell us before March 2. Oh, that's a, yeah, thanks. Can you kill that? Turn it off now, please. Um, so I actually I've, find it quite scary. I must admit, uh, even even uh, with a little bit of time before the election, uh, before they, the by-election, I feel suitably menaced. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and this, of course, has been brought forward by uh, Advance Australia, that... The, the, the beautiful people who, who campaigned against same-sex marriage and the voice. Mm. Mm. Um, the, what people have termed as the conservative equivalent of uh, Get Up. Uh, but the difference between Advanced Australia and Get Up is that Get Up is actually a grassroots movement. You can go to the Get Up website now and start your own, ca- your own campaign on an issue that you are passionate about. So for you, it would be... I don't know. Um, Shiraz. Shiraz, yeah. Very passionate about Shiraz. Uh, for me, it would be, uh, you know, 
fairy penguin farming or something. Yes, you yes, know, yeah, you yeah. Know. You can go There's on there. There's not enough of going. it. Okay, yeah. Um, but with Advance Australia, they are funded by a, um, a shadowy group of uh, very rich people that we don't actually usually get to find out who are the funders of some of these uh, agencies like the IPA mm. or Advance Australia mm. because of our um, electoral funding laws where we don't get to find out about who yeah. is actually yeah. pushing this line mm. until well, well, well after the election. There's something that really stinks about this, and we, we were talking about how rooted Australian politics are. This is another one of those little things in there. Well, it's not a little thing, that if someone is able to take out a full-page ad, drum up some fear like that, you never really know. You don't know that's, where it's going to hit. I hate using this phrase, but, it, you know, it, it just comes to... It's coming up my throat and I can't get it out. Un-Australian. Yes, yes. Well, It, it should be bloody un-Australian. I've been arguing in my own pathetic little way for a number of years that we should have uh, real-time reporting on um, electoral on, on um, political donations. Uh, donations should be stymied yeah. from um, uh, no more than 500. Um, there's no way around that. If, if, if you've got a whole bunch of people that you're trying to canvas and, and um, have uh, a whole bunch of donors to a particular political party, you'll have software and algorithms that will be able to pick that up as a way around that. Um, but what we do know is that we don't know who's currently funding um, Advance Australia, but the Financial Review, the um, the socialist, <laughs> the socialist, the socialist the manifesto, man, the working it. man's the working man's <laughs> rag, uh, did, did, uh, did a little bit of um, um, <laughs> uh, sussing around at the um, after the last election, and found that was. Uh, Advance Australia was funded by people like uh, former Shark Tank judge and serial tech investor Steve Baxter, <laughs> right. who donated twenty thousand dollars right. to it. Uh, who else have we got here? Um, the largest backer of Advance was Perth car dealer Brian Anderson in his nineties, who donated one million through his company Headley Holdings to mm. um, Advance Australia. All's, Kennard, all's good in the car business, yes. Kennard self storage um, owner Sam Kennard. Um, was a backer of Advance and he um, donated $115,000. Baker's Delight founder Roger Gillespie, $20,000. And uh, rising. Yeah, and rising. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, very good. Thank you, Very kids. good. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> um, Melbourne Storm director and transport businessman Brett Ralph donated $50,000 um, while also um, uh, having a, a, a sports club in Storm that fully supported The Voice. And he's standing behind that. But behind that, he's going and donating $50,000 to a mob that are trying to gun down the voice at the same time. Wow. The thing about this wow. is we know it now, but we don't know it while it's happening. And that's a very unhealthy thing for our democracy. Absolutely. Damn right. And uh, bless those Trotskyite loons at the Financial <laughs> Review for, uh, for digging up those little tidbits of information. Friend of the worker. So uh, just before we go, there's a, a headline uh, that I uh, that sort of stood out for me, and it reads like this: Dateline Russia, uh, Western leaders hold Putin directly responsible for Navalny's death. Well, I've got some inside knowledge. I think they're fucking bang on. <laughs> I think they might be absolutely. I think they might be onto something here. Look, this is tragic. This is tragic for the people of Russia, who I have a, um, a soft spot for. I've been to Russia, I've been to Moscow, oh, okay. I've been to Siberia. It's a, mm. um, the people there are wonderful people and they deserve more than what they are getting at the moment. 
But there's also... Um, Rich and beautiful culture that has been stuffed over by some right pricks the, 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 over the The over Russian the language is yeah. the second most beautiful language when it comes to the written word um, after, um, after uh, English. I was going to say Australian. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, there's also something from a distance, from as far away as we are, um, something slightly comic about it. In terms of the way that people, that, that Putin continues to kill people, throwing them through uh, windows, throwing yep. them from the top of buildings, uh, falling Sticking downstairs. Sticking them with the poison. Killing them a whole, ra- whole range of ways. And the speculation now, and this is terrible, was they deployed a, a KGB tactic when it came to Alexei. And that was, you get someone... You nearly freeze them, and when they're you know at their lowest body temperature, you punch them in the heart, and so it looks like they died of natural causes. Yeah, yeah, wow. That's the speculation at the moment. Um, the Western page, page thirty-seven of the KGB handbook. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. absolutely yeah. terrible. The people of Russia deserve more, but we have seen the rise of his wife, um, whose name is her name is Yulia. She has already shown herself to be a, a powerhouse and very formidable, um, and two things will happen to her. She will either go on to become president of the Russian Federation at some point, or she'll be murdered. And, and no matter where you are in the world, you are not safe from Vladimir Putin if you are an enemy of Vladimir You're Putin. You're right. And look, we don't really, we don't mean to trample on Tucker Carlson's magnificent <laughs> interview uh, uh, with Vladimir Putin, He's and, dog. and we certainly hope that it hasn't affected uh, the, the trolleys, story. The trolleys in Moscow are fantastic. Yeah, that's right. We hope that this uh, blatant murder of a uh, of a political opponent hasn't Someone, uh, uh, hasn't sullied the incredibly brave. So he was away. He was out of Russia and, and um, scot free as much as you can be from Vladimir Putin, and he decided to return home where he knew he would be thrown into yes. a, a camp mm. somewhere in Siberia yep. and probably never seen again. It, yeah, the, that, joke is, man. that joke is almost there for Navalny, isn't it, that he uh, was sent off to an Arctic penal colony, uh, went for a walk on Friday night, and the reports were, didn't feel well. <laughs> uh, welcome to Russia. Extraordinary. Yeah, uh, I think the report out of the Kremlin was that he died of sudden death. This is a final call for Mr Justice Smith and Mr Daniel James to depart the Chairman's Lounge and head to your gate. Your flight is about to depart. So with that out of the way, we like to say uh, th- two churches. Uh, Thank you to the Crime people what at two churches. fantastic... Uh, Wherever you are. Lo- what, a, what a lovely spot. We say goodbye from the Chairman's Lounge at two churches. We have been produced... By the Content Engine, the podcast and video content specialists. They are great storytellers and live members of every chairman's lounge in the world and big fans of Chablis, uh, I believe. Uh, reach out to us, please, live from the chairman's lounge at gmail.com. <laughs>